Uh, knowing how competitive the market is, we do a show called Agent Hacks. So you're watching like agents out here. What's your one piece of advice coming from Nick Bailey that you mm -hmm. would recommend agents take action on right now for the second half of the year or if they need to reignite themselves, like you said? Well, uh, right now, there's something that's extremely timely. We've talked about inventory so low. And we have an inventory problem, right? I'm sure you've talked about that yes. here yeah. on your show. Quite a bit. Okay. Do you realize we don't have an inv we have inventory a problem? We have lack of stale inventory. We have a days on market problem. Yeah, we're talking about the same, same thing. thing. Yes. Uh, if we had an inventory problem, we wouldn't have sold 6.1 million homes last year. However, it's who gets to it first. And going back to statistically, and I'm a real estate agent, so I can say this. We suck at keeping in touch with the people that um, we care about the most. My good friend, Jared James, he's a coach and he yeah, talks about the Milford, Mil yeah. Connecticut. Shout out, Jared. Orange. Orange. Lives Orange. In Orange. Milford. There you yeah, go. Orange, you're right. Right next to Milford. Um, he talks about- <laughs> My bad. If Jared. you look at just one, um, one transaction, he said, if a client walked around and say had a lifetime value, $117,000 sign above their head, and you did one transaction and maybe it was a $10,000 commission, if you saw that blinking 117, wouldn't you pay attention to them? And I think that that's really well said, uh, that people do this two, three, four times in their life with buying and selling. And statistically, when you look at, uh, there are numbers out there and they're all pretty close. The one I go by is 94% of buyers at the closing table say they would use you again, uh, but less than 13% do. And there's a reason for that. Uh, repeats and referrals, are the vast majority of top producers business. Top producers know that mechanics. And I'm not talking, uh, go put everybody on a terrible monthly newsletter drip campaign. <laughs> you're losing, right? And so my advice is if you're looking at the next half of the year, one, there are going to be people that want to list. We know that more listings to the market to give buyers more choice and time to choose is going to be beneficial. And you'd be surprised. People go out and they want to buy leads and where should I get this? And they run to their broker. What are you doing for me? But really, if they pick this up and they've got a thousand or 2000 people in it and just do something with it, they've probably got more business in their back pocket um, than anything they could ever purchase out in the open market. I love this because I think right now, in fact, I know agents need to go back to basics. Like the market's turning, right? Mm -hmm. We have our people door knocking a lot right now. I mean, you had uh, James from LA. Like he said, everyone he's in that luxury market. Yeah. And he said, you know how I got started? I door knocked. Well, wow, I haven't heard that before. It's all the stuff that's worked for years. Relentlessly. Is what knocking. is what's working now because you can compete for those internet leads if you want, or you mm -hmm. can just work the relationship that you have that's much more likely to yield an outcome. And the people are probably already going to, it's like a pre-approved buyer coming in, right? They, they already, oh, my friend or my, my pet, my cousin, whomever, they said you did a really good job. That barrier's already down instead of like, who is this person calling me? So well, I, and, I love the old school stuff. Okay, so let me give you old school with a modern twist on door knocking. Let's see it. Um, I never door knocked because I didn't want to do that. Hey, knock, knock. I'm uh, Nick from Remax and I have no business. I mean, that's essentially what the dialogue was. And so, no, I'm not doing that. Here's the beautiful part today is real estate's on the mind of everybody. Yeah. And so when you get a new listing... Um, statistically, it also, I'm big on stats if you can't tell, uh, statistically, it. there is at least one house in the next 30 days on the same street that will go yeah. on the market and two to three within the next 90 days, right? We've all yes. seen that all of a sudden mm -hmm. one pops 100%. up and two neighbors. You're right on the money there. Nick. All right. So that means that they were thinking about it before the sign went in the yard. Yep. So I get a listing. Guess what I'm going to do? I walk out from the listing. I do not go back and make a just listed postcard or marketing material or digital flyer or, um, digital marketing on That's a social media. That's you're going to walk across the street and you're going to door knock five 
houses right around that new listing and say, hey, by the way, I'm Nick from Remax. I just wanted you to know your neighbor's house across the street is going up for sale tomorrow. So I just wanted you to be the first to know you're going to see a for sale sign. This market has been completely crazy. If you'd like me to keep in touch with you, because likely prices went up by 18% last year and they're still on the rise this year. It's on people's minds. If you'd like me to keep in touch about the activity of what happens, that's going to affect your value. Yeah. Name, cell phone, or see where I'm going to build this database. And by the way, it doesn't have to be your listing. It could be Tom's listing. Yep. As soon as it hits the MLS, if that's my farm area, I'm going to door knock and say, hi, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner. I just wanted you to know this home just went on the market. Look at this crazy listing price. Yeah. If you want, see where I'm going with this? Yes. And so what it is, is it's uh, for me, it's yes, back to basics, but it's taking these these core principles of our business, but making them a little bit modern. Enhancing them with technology. And I, I, I love that because I think that's the old school stuff works. It's physically enhanced, but technology can drive it and make it a little more scalable. for That's people. right. And I'm big on AI and tech and where that's going. That will dramatically change marketing. You ask where Agreed, in yeah. the next five years, uh, I think the biggest change that we'll see, and I'll talk about it on stage tomorrow when I'm here, is what hasn't changed is the idea that an agent is trying to find someone that wants to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Um, what has changed instead of going to Rotary and going to the Chamber of Commerce functions and saying, do you know someone? Do you know someone? Uh, what it is, is we're using AI um, type of technology with database and public data, bringing it together and saying, instead of sending out 600 postcards to your farm area, how about send 20 do a pop by or door knock because these are the people that are most likely to engage in real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden as an agent, I'm way more efficient in my marketing spend and my time. And instead of people being afraid of data, that's the thing at the portals, people, oh my gosh, zelloacquire.loop, I don't want my data. Well, sorry, your cell number, your at, your email, it's already out there. It's they already have data. the data. It's already there. People <laughs> need to get over it. But it's now what people can do with the data to lead you to someone that wants to buy or sell faster than somebody else. There was so many valuable nuggets here. Like this is one of those, you're going to have to write back and take notes yeah. and like make sure, especially the, the, the lead generation stuff, but also how your experience at other places that people may view as competitors, you look at it as an advantage. I think that's the abundance mindset, which a lot of people lack right now. So we're in this kind of two-year window where the pandemic happened, things have been accelerated. What's the biggest takeaway you have for anyone in the real estate industry right now? Post-pandemic? Post-pandemic, the, let's let's call it since May of 2022, when things kind of opened up, at least in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And thank you, Adam Contos, the only person who responded to me to help open the state up, and he got in contact with the governor. So wow. that I was mean, very you, helpful. I mean, you got big Remax, I, I, it, was, it was very kind of him, but it was... Uh, That's right. Adam and I worked together to write that letter. I, that letter so was know. really good. So thank you. It was, <laughs> we had to do that in Michigan helpful. and a couple more states, too. I, I um, Just thank you is what I want to say. Well, it's either thank you, I'm sorry for real estate being deemed essential or not. I mean, it just depends yeah, yeah, on how yeah. burned out you are. <laughs> Um, True. Okay, so two things post-pandemic. We've had a great real estate market. I worry about agents because I think they're going to go from burnout to broke because there are too many agents that haven't been in the business long enough and they're used to being order takers. I've read this book before in 04, 05, and 06. A lot of agents really hate what they're doing right now because of the burnout side. Because they're burned out. Yeah. Oh, but wait eight or 10 months until they're broke and saying, ooh, maybe I'm not burned out. But the idea is, too many agents have have been order takers. There's been so much volume of business and connection and neighbors, and you didn't have to work real hard to go hunt for the business. Um, so that's number one I can encourage people to do. Don't wait for the phone to ring or the order to come in. Um, there's going to be a lot of agents waiting for their orders, mm-hmm. and the restaurant's already out of business. Fill the pipeline now. Yep. 
go and hunt. The second thing is just like Zoom was not a new technology when the pandemic started, just the vast majority of people hadn't used it. It's, it's very true. <laughs> it wasn't new, folks. No, we were on it. I, I mean, know, just with coaching calls and stuff like that. Like yeah. that was, I'm like, oh, great. I already got a Zoom account. And you look at the average age of a real estate agent that maybe didn't grow up with video conferencing. Um, two reasons they won't use video. Don't like how they look. Don't like how they sound. We've all gotten over that, I think, in the last two years. Technology wasn't new. So here's a new one post-pandemic that will stay. Um, virtual tours. True virtual tours. Not the 25 photos from the MLS set to funeral music. That is not a virtual tour. That's a slideshow. That's right. Uh, with terrible music. Yes. Um, we're talking actually really feel like you're walking through the house. You can see the crack. I mean, really, really good stuff. Only 6% of houses have virtual tours online. And granted, days on market have been low, and that's part of it. Uh, but generally, um, historically, over 80% of virtual tours have been on properties over 4,000 square feet or a million dollars or more. And of course, that million dollars, depending on which market, um, differs. But the upper tier of the market. Um, all of our studies and consumer behavior show at all price levels, that's what consumers expect when they do home search. Home search has come a long way. We love big, beautiful photos. But homeowners, even in a market... $250,000, they want to be able to eliminate the houses they don't want to see by walking sure. through. And so once again, just like Zoom wasn't new, but we got used to using it more. Virtual tours have never been new, but we better get used to using it more. And it's start your digital resume. Because a year from now, when days on market are 90 days instead of two weeks, mm -hmm. your sellers, Tom, why isn't it in the Wall Street Journal? Tom, why yeah, doesn't yes. have a virtual tour? I've gotten all these questions. <laughs> and so all of a sudden now your listing digital resume is going to go like this. Yeah. Because that's how I'm going to differentiate myself. Oh, Tom only puts for a million dollar plus. Uh, you're a $300,000 uh, homeowner, home seller. You're just as important. And I have a, a better way to market your home. Wow. We sold 17 homes virtually in Pennsylvania in 2020 because when we knew the state was getting shut down, we sent our videographer out and he said, here's what the heater looks like. And here's the basement and all and exactly what you're like a real virtual mm -hmm. tour where you can buy the home without seeing it. And that 17 homes in that climate, that was a big win. That's so huge. I, I, that this is the case study that proves what Nick's talking about actually works because I've lived this and we had no other option. So, I mean, I think that I think that's great advice. But the key is you're right on. We had no other option. We still have options. Now we have today, the options. I agree. But now you have to figure out how to differentiate yourself. And so you have to keep doing that. Don't stop doing it because consumers still want to see it.